realize they look at Asian today. <laughs> they'll be looking over at Asian today. <laughs> <laughs> we got our boy number one supporter Jay on the scene. As we said last as we as yeah, as we said last episode, Dovi's on a on a trip in Thailand for about a couple of months now. So uh we got Jay taking over. We got and I'm scared because he's controversial compared to Dovi. <laughs> Wait, listen, you say he's in Thailand. Are we sure he's not in Russia right now or Ukraine? <laughs> you never true. know. Good timing. <laughs> nah, he's on some, um, he does some eat, pray, love shit. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Imagine we just see Dovi on the Ukrainian front lines. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you see him at the back of uh, someone, there's a news reporter, and then you just see him coming like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm just on holiday, boys. <laughs> But yeah, no, so welcome to the podcast, Jay. And uh, you. you come on some sp- spicy, spicy times because uh, uh, what's been happening, if, you, if you've been living under a rock, Putin, as we've been saying, has was like, fuck it, I'm invading. And he went ham. He went into Ukraine and it's been quite sad seeing millions of people being displaced, being forced to move from um, their homes, their schools, their jobs, their livelihoods, leaving behind their what what is basically just um, the men and having to then cross borders. So it's been a bit... What numbers did you guys see for for that? How many people do you think have moved out already? I heard like... I was watching one of those videos from the news outlets. I think I heard like 500,000 people have already made it out in like the first couple, few days. Yeah, a lot of people were able to make Poland, it out. And yeah. the, luckily, Poland was able was taken in as many people as they could. In fact, what I heard is the UK ain't done shit, hasn't taken anybody in, has done nothing regarding that, although they were um, prime instigators of the situation <laughs> alongside <laughs> the US. And... Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. It's been sad to see the videos. I couldn't even believe at some of the like um, modern day warfare that's happening. We haven't seen things like this for a very long time because before it's like some Middle Eastern country with some like a couple of AKs and a, you know maybe a grenade or two between the lot and against you know a superpower. You ain't seen much happen. But now Ukraine has some weapons and there were people donating stuff. So it's, it's actual proper combat warfare in the streets. People with fucking RPGs taking out tanks and shit. Crazy, yeah. crazy footage. What's insane about this is, you know, we're living in, you know, our age and our information where things, you know, we're pretty much watching the spectacle of a war in next close real to real time. time. Close it's, to real time. Yeah, right? it, it, have, there's these guys on Twitter who have these threads that are super long. But they're basically documenting from the beginning until like every every day, every day keeping up with videos uh, on both sides, and then just showing people like hand like you know mobile footage and everything. It's insane. Some of them are like fake, and then they have to take it down and stuff like that, which is yeah. a lot of fake videos are going on as well. But yeah, yeah, I know. But have you guys seen the? Because uh, I saw some 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 of the are beginning things that were coming out was about the TikTok stuff. Did you hear how people were taking videos of their own armed forces? And literally, like showing basically you, where the Ukrainian army was at all times. Fucking Russia, all that do is look on TikTok and find out where the fucking Ukrainian army oh, was. Oh. <laughs> so, it's spy plane instead of it's a spy, spy TikTok. <laughs> yeah, imagine. So, so they decided to um, ban, they, they sent a message out saying, guys, stop taking videos of, of our soldiers' whereabouts because back in World War II, 
they, they, I mean, the British had to crack the Germans' code and and figure out, you know, their messaging systems to be able to tell where the Germans' movements were. It was one of the biggest aspects of World War Two. You know, that cryptography of, of trying to crack the messages. These men were giving out for free on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's Talk why they banned smartphones like nowadays in the army yeah. for this reason, because it's like oh, yeah, exactly. intel away for free. You know, and especially <laughs> TikTok in China, Russia, I mean Recipe for disaster, right? <laughs> exactly. And that's that's what I've like saw. It's literally war in 2022. Like it, people are making videos. It's like you know when a bunch of Gen Z people, Gen X people are at war. Oh. You know, they, they, they're just making little TikToks while they're chilling, <laughs> waiting for the for the enemy to turn up. <laughs> it's, it's just funny you mentioned that. Surreal. Right? I don't know what government. I think it was the US government. They were actually saying that if there is another war coming. Like, can the Nintendo generation, that's what they called it, cope with yeah. war and the hardships that come with it. And so on one side, yeah, I get what you're saying with the physical, but actually all of these gamers, if you put them on some drones, I mean, let's that see what happens then. Yeah, exactly. There'll be pinpoint accuracies here. Put a high score on it and everything. But yeah, so it's been it's been um it's been sad. It's been I felt I feel felt a lot bad for a lot of people. And I personally know someone who's actually was stuck there out there and it was uh it was peak, they were trying to get out for a while. And um you can see what how quickly society can deteriorate when the, when those, you know, sirens came blaring out and it was kind of a um it was a humbling moment for everyone because you could see that war could just happen like that and you suddenly you're, you're being displaced and you have to get out and then if you look at the way um the the west reacted was with what we expected huge sanctions on russia but something russia was waiting for this whole time they imagine if someone tells you i'm gonna give you sanctions you heard it weeks in advance you told all the boys to hide the fucking money because clearly the sanctions are on their way. And then you still will go do it. It means the sanctions were never going to do too much to Russia. Of course, they're a bit shocked at how much has it's gotten like, quite bad quite quickly. But, you know, it, it, they didn't expect this. But just to explain to people why Russia decided to actually launch this attack. Russia, for years, had issues with NATO expanding its borders. Back in the day, they made a promise that that NATO borders will not get too close to Russia. And that was because a lot of countries, they see their defense as um, depending on their proximity. So if you guys remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, the U.S. put um, some missiles in uh in Italy and surrounding countries that were close to Russia and to go to to, to basically um, uh, take revenge against that, they went and put missiles that were basically nuclear warheads in Cuba. Cuba is a sovereign country. They can have whatever they want on their waters, but the Americans could not allow that. That was defensive uh, issues on, 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 on their side. So they finally, that was when there was close to a nuclear war, but you know, they resolved it. So now Russia's had the idea of Ukraine to be joining NATO means you could have a US, essentially a pseudo US base right on next to your border, about 500 miles from Moscow. They couldn't have that happen. Ukraine sadly was used as a tool in this squabbling kind of issue because sometimes Ukraine would want to stay in with the, with the Russians. Sometimes they want to stay with the Europeans, but they're also sovereign country. They should have the choice to decide who they want to align themselves with. But sadly, the US 
and the UK knew if if the Ukrainians decided to align with the Europeans, that there was likelihood that they would get massive backlash from the Russians. And they let them do it. They let them walk into this, um, which is a sad reality because the push for Europe caused a lot of deaths and a lot of um, uh, destruction in in their infrastructure, which is which is horrible. But we have. We ha- and we, but we have to blame the, the the main culprit of all this, which was Putin. He decided to just go in and attack these people, and instead of taking any other route like sanctions, or he decided, let me just go for nuclear and just go attack. It's mad, and but no one thought no could see it. You God. see, with um, do you believe this whole like, romantic story that Putin's got that he's upset that Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union? And he's always had that in the back of his mind. And that's the reason why he wants them back on the Russia. And he considers them as Russians. So th- there's two different ways of looking at it. Is he looking at it from that angle? Or is he actually looking at it from the NATO threat? Well, it could be a bit of both, really. I, I don't really buy the whole like Ukrainian, he sees them as Russians, really. I don't know. It seems a uh, bit, why, why would you go this mad over something yeah. like that? Yeah, for me, I I have to say it's more towards the defense side. They Mm -hmm. they never wanted to lose NATO. He was very angry that the U.S. essentially helped get rid of the last president. Um, I forgot his name, but he was aligned with Russia. So more Western now, isn't it? Now is far more Western, and what he's done now, he's pushed them even further west, um, westernized. So what Russia has done they fucked up the bag hard on this and they went too mad and they fumbled the bag they fumbled the bag here mate and and now they're gonna get huge sanctions the ruble is being shut out of any sort of trading and i've never seen the the world ever come like at least 30 percent i think at the lowest more than that more than that i think it was against the us dollar i think I think I think it went down even further actually, and because now no one's taking it as trades at all. No one's grab. No one's even. You cannot switch from that. From that. Um. No one wants it. So you would try to switch from ruble to USD. You can't. It's hard. And yeah, um, I was looking at videos. There's a bunch of them. For example, uh, because of the sanctions and everything, people try to avoid it. So there's long, 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 long lines at the ATMs, just like we're used to seeing whenever uh, any country goes into uh, you know financial uh, you know drought i guess uh, their banks don't have enough money to cover them so people are expecting some sort of bank run which we recently saw anyway it doesn't have to necessarily be big because of war it could just be based on really bad financial um, successes like we recently saw in in lebanon uh, and turkey for example um, uh yeah we'll actually see, we'll, we'll, I about... we'll see what happens well yeah so russia is looking to seize nearly 700 billion of the citizens cash yeah they're looking to seize that money because of the dire constraints that they are at and you know but what we've been seeing throughout the the time is um loads of videos coming out of russia things like the ghost of kiev have you guys heard about that i've heard of it but i actually don't know too much about it so so the ghost of kiev was this guy who's a pilot who was out here taking out apparently on a mad one on a pilot and he was he took out six russian uh planes on his own just backing it in this mid of the city just going and doing barrel rolls wow. just taking people out what? so he, they named him yeah yeah so they got named How do you do that? <laughs> yeah apparently with some mad skills he was named the ghost of kiev everyone was like this is mad this is mad well, they found out it was fake 
It was just fucking footage that you got off a game. It was essentially. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, which is essentially yeah. like slightly Ukrainian propaganda to try to, I guess, instill hope into the people, possibly. But a lot of, yeah. uh, but yeah. I, I, I don't, it could be Ukrainian. It just could be that the internet was just, it's, again. Yeah, it's big Twitter stuff, internet memes. Yeah, so and, and, and they get gassed over like, things oh. too quickly. Yeah, and then later we find out it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's like it's like Jay putting his background the Call of Duty, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm really there, yeah. In the battlefield right now. But do you believe the actual numbers um that you're getting from Ukraine saying that they've killed roughly around five thousand different um Russian soldiers? I, I don't know about that, man. Like maybe they've killed five thousand, but then they're saying they've got roughly two hundred casualties, um, from what I've seen. And I just feel like that's way too skewed in no, favor no, no, of no. the ukrainians so like, don't get me you wrong i feel like the ukrainians yeah. are doing a great job and yeah. like they're some hard motherfuckers over there in Eastern yeah, so, yeah, yeah so like, i i don't doubt they're like putting up more of a fight than most people expected but I just feel like the ratio is a bit too crazy, you know? Yeah, I think I think what's happening is a lot of the stuff, I can't trust too much of the stuff coming out from Ukraine, simply because it, it, it's, for them, if they say we're, we're, we're losing the war, morale is low, the people whole, stop fighting, yeah. you want to keep 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 that morale up. And so if they need to lie, they will. And they will, not yeah. just that, there was other ones as well. They The, the story about the, the Snake Island, you know, with the 13 oh, yeah. Russian people on Snake Island, the ones who they turn around and they were told to surrender by the Russian Navy and they were like, um, go fuck yourself, Russia, or something like that. Mm. That story, when we thought they were madness, of course, they're still mad, but the whole time they were, they were said they were martyrs because the martyrdom means people fight for more, you know? But those guys mm. never died. The guy came on the fucking on, on, on video and was like, was crying. He's like, why did they believe I died? I didn't die. I just got arrested. They, they took me. They took us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, we didn't die. So another kind of propaganda story that came out. And there was many instances of these kind of um, stories that were coming out quite often that you couldn't yeah. really trust. Exactly. Even when it comes to like, uh, you know, missile damage or explosions, Every single time I'm watching one of those videos, I'm watching it with squinted eyes. I'm just like, hmm, like how much of it is real? How much of it could come from a different time, different period? Because I don't know how Ukraine looks like exactly. And exactly, yeah, yeah, no, no. things like it could be edited and old tomorrow. 100%. Simple discern all of this footage and information. This is what worries me, though. I feel like Russia have got their like set eight like soldiers out on the front lines at the moment yeah, and there's even true. debates about whether they actually knew what they were doing these soldiers apparently they thought that they're going to belarus for some live uh firing round training you know but then all of a sudden it ended up in ukraine like whether that's true or not like i've seen other uh footage of these russian soldiers and they're wearing different uniforms from each other i'm like surely like they haven't even got their uniform uniform with everyone else you yeah. know what i'm saying it just seems I a think... bit too fishy and i think <laughs> if russia really wanted to go on a madness they really like could outnumber ukraine but like, easy yeah but i just and feel I... like they don't want to get to those measures yet and that's what worries me the most because surely putin does have a plan b that's way worse than what's going on right now that, that and actually a lot of people are saying that 
the original people he sent was just yeah the cannon fodder the guys that go in there that just to basically soften them up and now apparently the, the main convoy is moving towards kiev to take it out right and they're doing that just before yeah and and now they're doing it just before the peace talks so that they can get as much out of those peace talks as possible because of that leverage that they have that they can take you kiev by the by the nightfall so i definitely believe that russia has we kind of you know underestimate them and all of these saying oh yeah they've beat them trust me we the Russians numbers was so much they had 150,000 troops on the border that was enough to take it quite easily and they barely used any of those people the air power was so substantially stronger and that's why I was so shocked the guys who were gassing imagine yeah all the mandem gassing you up behind you yeah 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 now nah, back to Europe team come come through bro back to Europe team and when the beef came down yeah they these man just gave you a little bit of sanctions here and that they did nothing more the US and the UK, the countries that were gassing these niggas up hard, yeah, did nothing more to help him out. And this is what, what shocks me the most. It's like, if if the US and the UK truly cared, mate, they'll, you guys would have ensured that country wouldn't have gotten invaded. But you guys, they knew from the beginning that they, they were never going to do anything more than that. And they, 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 they gave out the decree saying, oh, if Russia touches any NATO country, it's a war thing. They know because Ukraine ain't NATO. <laughs> ain't NATO. That's why they said that. So, and, and you, you know what's even been pissing me off quite a lot recently? Everyone was been saying like, oh, you know, this is uh, Russia and Russia only to blame. Russia is to blame, but not only Russia. These countries, the US, have been playing political warfare, geopolitical warfare for decades. This is nothing new. This is just that Russia is now on the bad side on once again but when really the us has been doing it to all the middle eastern countries for ages while this was been happening the us has been bombing somalia right now they've literally been bombing somalia right now yeah. while also being well, held heroes right now no what's their uh, they're fighting terrorism terrorism angle, but really yeah regime change isn't it yeah, any country, you know what i mean bro and america looks at every country like who's gonna be right for regime change today yeah. oh. and that's what happened in ukraine they changed the regime and that's why russia was so angry about it and this is the issue the issue is the us russia the uk these big countries they meddle in each other country's politics to basically poke at each other not caring about what's in the middle saudi is literally destroying yemen to a point that you wouldn't even believe that makes the ukrainian war look like fucking street fights random little street fights honestly it's shocking the yemen war is unbelievable what's happening right now it should be the biggest outcry by far right now if we're really talking about proper like compared to um but the, the reason we see so much of ukraine is because it's in europe and we are closer to that we understand it a bit more but nobody cares for the yemen people who yeah. were yemen and, and who began so would you guys would you guys agree then would you guys agree then if if you like if we were being serious and we had like you know some professors uh to our aid imagine like we had some ex you know some experts like serious experts in this field and we said objectively speaking like who's doing the most damage across the world right now uh, and how should we like talk about this it would not look like the way we're talking about things right now like uh you know Oh, Russia is making this crazy evil thing, and they the, the amount of the biggest sanctions ever ever made in history are happening lobbying being lobbied towards Russia right now with U, US, UK being removed for SWIFT, 
banks being yeah. shut down. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's insane. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's it's, it's a, a huge uh, amount of sanctions. In, that's that's mm-hmm. what I meant by insanity. Um, uh, but if you look at, you know, objectively speaking, uh, you know, you could probably say uh, you, the U.S. is probably causing the most damage, but also somehow keeping the most peace at the same Got time. The most allies, though, isn't it? because they they still. Yeah keeping enough interest going you know in the narrative That's yeah they doing. make it they make themselves look good yeah there's like right now like they're, they're smart enough not to do what russia did they would just back it in a country where nobody's seen in the background they're current they're literally as you're speaking they're still bombing people like imagine like this is what i mean it's, and they got it's the drones like, as well where it's like we're detached we don't even have to do anything it's like yeah, they're exactly. do it automatically before us well they come out with good movies each year so i mean let, let's keep the us going you want to watch their movies it, <laughs> Exactly. But let me just say, Russia is absolutely wrong in this and they should be punished. And to be honest, great. I'm glad that they got huge sanctions. Let them get the sanctions. But what I want to see as well is I want the world to keep the same energy for the other countries, for the Palestinians. They're not going to keep the same energy for that. They're not going to do that. They just go with whatever the popular narrative is. Right now, the popular narrative is Russia is the enemy number one. Uh, You saw in the UN Security Council, I think they had like some sort of vote on whether Russia's invasion was bad, I don't know, like some weird sort of like uh, vote. But they definitely feel threatened by Russia more than those countries you mentioned as well, though. You know, just just because where it is and all the NATO allies around it, I mean, we really don't know whether Russia would touch those NATO countries, you know. Mm -hmm. And and the, the main issue is, I think also, I guess, the reason people are so kind of up in arms is because they they see it as russia needs to do one more step for there to be nuclear war like they need yeah. to just attack a nato country they, they're not they're like they need to just do one more step and that's why it's, it's we're getting such you know um sanctions and stuff happening but for me what happens if, if you bring what i'm more scared of is what happens if you start to back russia into a corner yeah 100%. russia, russia like, just said recently, they just yeah. said they just said like oh we're gonna well, he didn't actually say it. like uh, Putin mentioned like oh there's a nuclear option you know like yeah he, you know he kind of just like kind of said it but he didn't actually say it in any in any way that tells them to start any protocol you know what I mean he's kept it vague enough what his motivations are that <laughs> you don't really know what the end game is so you're thinking of all the scenarios, really, and you've just got to dilute all of your strategies to every single one of them. You exactly. Can't, you can't effectively go for one little thing, can you? Because I don't even think Putin really knows exactly what he wants at this moment in time. No, I don't know, man. That's good. I, I, I think I think Putin knows what he was going for. I think he was calculating. He had bad time to think about it. This nigga was surrounding the country for for weeks. Yeah, yeah. But, was, but I think I think But but but. Sad, the one thing one thing I noticed is that he um he didn't expect the level of sanctions this much that I, I don't think he expected sanctions but he didn't I don't think he expected so much to the to the level well, because... he's just retaliating recently isn't he? he just his uh his team I guess uh, I don't know which department I'm supposed to have been announcing some sort of three letter thing on Russian yeah. letters I guess I guess I don't know the names of theirs but the finance ministry or something uh probably announced like um Something along the lines of, yeah, we're going to retaliate now with our own sanctions uh, and uh, our own, like, you know, uh, what's called arsenal. Our own sanctions, mate. You can't, there's no space for you. Most of our own <laughs> sanctions. Bro, when you, you, know, can't trade with, 
You go, yeah, imagine, bro, when no one was afraid of you. What do you mean, like, the, the, the guys you actually are? You're going to put a No, no, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's still a lot, big, 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 big red trade. Like, as big as these, like, you know, um, sanctions were, a lot of trade is still going to be going on, especially with countries like Germany, for example. Oh, with the oil with, stuff, yes. The yeah, load, with the gas the and the yeah. oil. Like, these are the that, big, and even, even Boris Johnson himself was announced, talking about it in Parliament. Um, when they said like you're not you're, you're you know your sanctions are the biggest we've done but you know like we clearly have like these elephants in the room and he's like yes that is oil and uh, gas and that's a big elephant in the room because they're well, going to keep purchasing from him it is no it is actually like... actually that's been changed recently so where initially um the the biggest people against that was germany and italy i reckon i think it was Italy was the second country but Germany hugely because most of their oil came from Russia and they just helped build that Nord 2 pipeline. So so they've decided, actually, that now there's rumours that Italy and Germany have decided that, okay, let's go for the hit. Let's go for the hit. And then they're going to hope that other countries are going to subsidise their their losses i assume of where they you know the hit on their economy and that stuff for that for them making that that change swift also kicking him off swift is looking like it might be happening and swift is is, is an interesting one but what they forget is you know the chinese have their own system their own payments international payment system that the russians are, are going to be allowed to use all you're going to do oh, really? is make china more powerful on this china is going to yeah. be even more powerful because yeah, they're going to be that, using yeah. that system exactly so what i'm saying what i'm thinking now is well, a new system yeah yeah and what i'm thinking now is i think if we keep backing russia into a a hole and imagine let's say this the all this they they do everything they literally they finish russia in one fell swoop the whole country gets finished yeah if, if they do that it's over you know it's actually but chi- these guys China's these guys these men will nuke it on, on a fuck you ten. They're gonna be like, fuck you, I'm just gonna nuke the thing. <laughs> have you seen China though? They're just quietly in the shadows, not doing anything, just like they have been with COVID and just observing everything. Like, what's going on? They always do that, bro. COVID, they've really like done it. with this as well. And you're talking about leverage, Ukraine, they had, that first gas pipe, that was going right through Ukraine, you know? And this second one's going around Ukraine. And also, didn't Russia. Um, get uh ukraine to forfeit their nuclear um missiles and all that as yeah well. yeah so that was another leverage point that they had two things now just gone bro exactly and and that's what so i have to times. say um that's an embarrassment because let me just say one thing the world has learned is never give up your nukes bro do you know why the north korea right now hasn't been attacked bro because the reason no one's attacking north korea is because these guys have nukes. Ain't nobody gonna go near Kim Jong Un, no matter what the fuck he does to his people. Nobody is gonna go near that guy. People say yes, he's got backing of Ch- of China, but um, that's not the only reason. These guys have the nuclear deterrent, the ultimate power. If Ukraine had the nuclear deterrent, it wouldn't have happened. Pakistan and, and India hate each other's guts, but both of them have nukes. They're not going to war anytime soon. The, it, giving those up was the. Ukraine, their leaders, up until this new guy, their leaders has those their leaders failed them at every single stage, giving up the nukes, aligning further with Europe. Although they wanted to, and I see that the people wanted to, the leaders should have recognised that them doing that is they're gonna they're gonna most likely enrage a superpower that's next door to you and a, and the NATO who doesn't want to back you. 
So you, that was a dumb, a fucking dumb move, if, if I'm being honest. Because one, you've given up your fucking nukes. Second, you've you pissed off your superpower that's next to you. And thirdly, the guys that you're trying to get on the side with don't want, are not actually there to help you. So now you've you set yourself up for war. Were you ready for the war? Most of them were not ready for this war. You needed to at least make sure your country was ready. That there was a few years in ensuring that the people in your country were in the army your reserves are up make it scary for russia to actually invade before you try to apply for europe but you wanted you wanted to go into europe so quickly and into nato so quickly that this is caused such an issue the ukrainians the ukrainian leaders have failed the country over and over and the only guy i've seen that's actually done anything good is this guy who's zelensky who's actually sitting on the front lines back in the thing you know, he's the only guy I see. To, I he see was a what? He's like a Joe Rogan, basically. He's like the Ukrainian just Joe Rogan. He's like a comedian, actor, yeah. uh, host of some shows and shit. He's literally the Ukrainian Joe Rogan, bro. And bro, so they've just signed a formal request to join the EU on a please add us in, bro. And EU are looking at it right now, like. We're not trying to get that smoke because if if you get into the EU, are we gonna have to back you on a on a on a military basis? That's why yeah, they're not. They have a criteria that you have to meet as well, like satisfied before you can even come into the EU. So it'd be very unusual for them just to be like, you know, uh, that's just flexible a lot well, of times. That's all flexible, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like this. This is the perfect time for you know um, letting things slide, right? Well, that so they actually Ukraine. Go on, go on, sorry, Masid. No, I said I was gonna say that rule's been bent. Yeah, it's been bent for the countries they need to bend it for. <laughs> it's been bent mm -hmm. for the UK using their own currency for so long, as we remember, which obviously makes Brexit look so dumb. But um, if you look at the Ukrainians, they asked for a special request in that they wanted them to bypass all of the um, all, all the all the red tape. I just don't think the EU would do it. And this will show you if they truly care, which I don't think they do. And uh, we've seen people like the Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea, had to be forced to give up. Well, I say forced. Well, he 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 basically stepped down as as a controller of the of the and um, of the club and passed it on to a private to the to the trustees of the Chelsea trustees or something, which is basically uh, me telling my boy. Yo, look after the thing while it's hot out. <laughs> while, while it's hot, look after it. Yeah. He didn't sell one shirt. He didn't sell one anything, bro. Like uh, I just. I've, the most important thing is that those trustees have not even accepted it yet because they're having to consult lawyers to see if they can even take control of it as trustees. So yeah. it's just a brand which trying to hand it over. So then it's in the background. So then no sanctions can go onto his biggest asset. And then you've got the question of Abramovich is actually funding Chelsea, 1.5 billion debt. So if he actually, let's just say, gets sanctioned, what happens to Chelsea Football Club in the long term? They'll need to find a buyer for the club, and it's a complete mess. That's why you shouldn't really have uh, state owners in uh, football, but uh, I suppose that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, no, that is true, it's true. And, and so you look at that, you look at that and you see... Um, he's he's now also now he's gone to Belarus to try and broker some of the peace talks, um, probably some sort of PR. Not gonna lie, he's his PR team he's been working overtime this this couple of weeks. He's been he's he's going from public enemy number one in the UK to oh he's part of the team. <laughs> 
how he did that, I, I could not tell you. But yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting to see. But yeah, so that, that was more of a wrap up of what was having happening in Ukraine. It's been interesting to see. It's been sad to see. It's been uh, horrible for the people, especially. And, you know, we've got friends who are from there and they've been struggling to see their family um, leave the place. This is where they've grown up. And uh, obviously we're hoping to see the bloodshed, bloodshed stop and, uh, um, and, and no more destruction of just, you know, the infrastructure, the housing, the, the schools, the, the, the hospitals. And it's just, I think they're going to be taking many years of rebuilding. And uh, it just shows you, you know, sometimes in this world, you're really out there for yourself. And I wish the Ukrainian leaders thought more about the country itself than their own personal goals of trying to join different, you know, and being being used as pawns to attack one of, you know, global superpowers. Because a lot of these poorer countries like Somalia, uh, Yemen, Syria, they never really have the choice of whether they want to get involved in the politics. Ukraine had that choice. They could have decided we're not going to join NATO and we're not going to align with ourselves with Russia. We're just going to stay in the middle. Buffer zone. Just going to show essentially. You. With economy and technology, like it's so globalized, and when it works well, it's great. But when it doesn't, it's so fragile, and it's just like a domino effect. Exactly. Um, we've yes. seen how quickly that's uh, coming to fruition right now for for the wrong reasons, you know. I just want to say shout out to Poland as well. Like they're, they're doing bits yeah. in terms of like, helping out and putting themselves a lot of risk. And I mean, Russia and Poland aren't exactly the best friends. That, at the best yeah. time as well so yeah you know, big big yeah big shout out to poland because they've taken some of the most um uh, migrants that are coming through uh, asylum seekers basically and you know what they opened their doors and they accepted everyone they had people at the border to drive them through they were the best and and you have to say compared to what these other european countries were doing true leadership came from the polish um cool so let's move on a little bit from that and go to some more light-hearted topics did you guys see about adele being accused of being transphobic <laughs> what's, what's going on here i saw this man like this is actually he's always in the news poor girl so Bro, this is woman. based on the fact that she was at the show, awards show right yep yeah exactly the yeah, awards yeah, show yeah, so she was basically at some award show. I can't remember what the name of the show is is because probably stupid. Uh, it's like it's not, it, was some, it was supposed to be for like uh, I don't know a sort of gender binary neutral award show or something like that. So she wins this award. She 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 stands up there and uh, she's just like you know I know the award shows has changed, but I'm I'm really like proud to be a woman, you know. And apparently, you know, in 2022, that's like cancel, cancel kind of like, that's like, yo, <laughs> you basically said the N-word like 10 times in a row uh, in violent, uh, you know, intent. Um, and yes, yeah, so she just said that. And apparently yeah, people think she's uh, transphobic. And that's, you see some dumb shit as well. Apparently it's because she's been dating black men that she's transphobic extra because black men are transphobic or some shit. I don't know, man. I Listen, yeah. You know what you know what you know what made me laugh the most about this year? It was 
Bro, she was defo going for. I ain't gonna lie to you. That transphobic thing, it, I, it made sense. I, she was going for it. Bro, listen to this year. Because when I looked into it a little bit more, I was like, oh, I see that. Nah, she defo was trying to say something here. So they recently changed the structure of the award. They made the award before it was like best female um, singer, best male singer, or whatever. That was the award. But they got rid of those genders and just said, made it like, you know, best female, best. Um, uh, made it gender neutral essentially. So during the gender neutral thing, she turned around and said, "Yeah, yeah, I love being a female." <laughs> on the time they changed it, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, they had every right to call her a transphobic on that one because she clearly was gunning for it. <laughs> what she said wasn't transphobic. I have to say what she said. She said, but she did it in a smart way. She kind of like she. Yeah, but how does it make her transphobic though? Like it doesn't make her transphobic. Gender neutral, like but you gender can, but neutrality you can... or gender binary, 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 binary. No, no, no. So it doesn't make her transphobic, but it makes her like. No, no. It's, yeah, it's a suspicion, and also it's the way yes. like like it's like you know when you want to. You know when you want to cuss someone, but you can't do it directly. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it directly. So you still have like an out. She goes, "I love to be a woman." Looked at those trans people. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would like to be a woman. So, to say, as a woman, I've taken this award. Do you get me? Yeah, I don't know about all you gender neutral motherfuckers, but these women out here, we run the world, girls. <laughs> <laughs> so she was clearly saying it on some, you know. That's why I saw it in a little bit. Like, yeah, I get where these guys are coming from. Because I begin, I was thinking, it couldn't just be that. When I looked it in a little bit further, I noticed these guys were on this. <laughs> but what about you, know, you, Jay? I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the Dell side. What about you, Jay? I'm always on her side because she's had so much flat for even losing weight. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for losing weight, she's getting flat. So I mean, she's got some real weird. Imagine they're like, "How dare you live longer? How dare you increase your chances of living longer?" How dare Honestly, you? yeah. They're like, so they were saying side. it's because. They were saying it was because uh, she became skinny that she started acting like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> they hate the fact she lost weight, you know. They actually I mean, hate Russian fact... bots in the chat, by the way, from uh, Russia discussion. Nah, they're not today, right actually. Now. They're too busy with the cybercrime, bro. They're busy, oh, bro. True. They need to... They're working on uh, on overdrive today. Alongside, <laughs> in tandem with Dovey, let's not forget. Yeah, Yeah, in tandem with Dovey. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, so we've recently seen, um, basically, so remember we spoke about the Joe Rogan situation with uh, Spotify and all of that, um, the fact that they have him on their platform. Recently, massive outrage came out on the fact that um, they found that his contract is worth not just 100 million, but it was worth 200 million. Dun, dun, dun. One of the employees, one of the employees leaked it. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb, man. One of them leaked it. And they were getting bare angry, like, oh my God, I can't believe you pay someone who's a uh, misinformation, anti vaxxer, that much money. This is ridiculous. No wonder they've been trying to stay stand by him. And I was thinking, listen, <laughs> they paid, man, 200 million and they fought a couple of people doing a walkout in Spotify offices. They're going to stop them, going to kick him off the platform. Is that Are the you only dumb? they were trying to make? Yeah, from the contract leaking. Yeah, that's the only point. They were just furious about the amount of money. Obviously, they hate anyone who's got money. This is a a well-known fact. They just don't like niggas who got money. But this guy had extra money they thought he did than he had at the beginning. And now they realize how futile the attempts were of trying to kick him out. Because if you look at Rogan's numbers, 
he's bigger than ever now in Spotify. You know that? He's he's mm. gained. He lost half his viewership when he first joined Spotify. But not only did he recover, he's doing better than before now. Oh really? Well, so better than when he was at YouTube. Yes, more better, yeah, more numbers no. than YouTube now. Yeah, so it, it has been a wild success for Spotify, and not only Spotify's became has grown into becoming the largest um, podcasting platform off the back of having the best um, podcaster in the world, Joe Rogan. Imagine wow. so. That's and a lot of Spotify's so, UI is horrible for podcasting. Exactly. So now, imagine Susie and fucking Sam in the office went for a walk out because uh, <laughs> he's been spreading mis what they consider misinformation, as if it's gonna happen, as if he's gonna get like removed from the platform. Hasn't that um, hasn't that singer that um, uh, basically left Spotify? Doesn't he come back? Was it yeah, half his stuff came back because he realized that he ain't making no money. Half his shit came back. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these musicians don't really have control of their music anyway. They can't yeah. just remove shit. And you move move a bit to the left, your like, your face is off the screen. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Um cool. And then we got the um <laughs> I just this is what I mean by these like poor people who don't understand like what I call them poor is like mentally poor because they believe that their shouting and outrage is bigger than an organization's willingness to make money. Netflix has now signed a multi, multi-year deal with Dave Chappelle, the guy that was getting rinsed a couple of months ago because of his latest um, uh, special. Imagine. Matter of fact, African. you know, they're sitting there in the business meetings, in the board meetings. They're like, just like, Chappelle, sit down, sit down. <laughs> You're trending viral. <laughs> We're loving it. Oh, we Bro. Love it this year. <laughs> You came out of the last special. That was sick. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, I need to eat as well. They, they keep me a little bit. Hey, chill, chill. They were like, bro, come check the numbers. Come check the numbers. We, we, we all made bang. We all made bang. <laughs> bro, he just, they were like, if you want next. Like, Jake Paul who? Jake Paul who? <laughs> they, they were like, ne- next episode, next one, yeah. Please, we need you to put the trash shit at the front. Put the trash shit at the front. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're like, listen, yeah, because he, he promised he's not going to do any more trans jokes. They're like, listen, Dave, Dave, we'll give you an extra 15 million to bring the trans jokes back. We've crunched the numbers. We've done the optimization. If you look at it, if you bring the trans to the front, we're all going to make 20 extra meals. So. <laughs> so listen, they're like, we're not going to sign another deal unless you, you get those trans jokes out. The wood- <laughs> those trans jokes are your better and better, bro. <laughs> And it's true. This is what they don't understand. They don't understand that these guys are making bank of it and them crying. Netflix did another walkout, obviously. You'd expect them to. <laughs> yeah. Bro, they must they must be getting the steps in. <laughs> <laughs> they must be getting the steps in. And then Boris Johnson, very um, controversial, basically says COVID ain't no more. All restrictions in the UK have been lifted. You don't need to wear masks anywhere. You don't need to do any sort of uh, social distancing. Distancing. If you have COVID, you can come into work. Ain't nobody gonna stop you now. What <laughs> the uh, the flights? The flights. All the flight stuff have been removed. Um, 
I think you might still require a vaccination, possibly, but I'm not sure. But majority of the testing, everything, that's all gone. Um, I think I think you require a vaccination because of the other countries. Maybe I'll check that. I'll check that. I'll check that. Yeah. So I, I have to say, Boris makes sense. It makes sense. People were getting angry. Finally, it, it makes sense. It's it makes a relief, sense. honestly. Like, yeah, it's about some time. sort of normality, and now we've got World War Three to cook. Four teams, uh, yeah. Bro, hey, it's from, from one nightmare to the next. You know what someone was saying? Like, our generation has been fucked over unbelievably. Like, to, you know, if you take into consideration the financial crashes of our childhoods, you know, um, that basically made most of our families quite poor. Then us going into the recessions and then that came after that. Then you see all of the COVID stuff, the World War stuff, information with social media, the attacks on our mental health and our minds. It's become a situation where the housing crisis, you cannot purchase a house without a significant amount of money. It's become unbelievable in uh, compared to, if you compare it to generation of the 80s, for example, or the, or, or the early 90s, those guys were able to do a lot more than we can can you believe so man had su- it was normal to say ah we're going to the summer house this uh this weekend <laughs> bruh imagine man yeah. to say summer house what do you mean summer house come get me the normal house first let me get the flat Bro, imagine like they will have summer houses multiple cars all off the back of one guy working in the fucking uh in the in the, in the garage and the mum has been chilling yeah. at home with the kids bro okay it un- unbelievable what's been happening to, to 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 the economy. Now you need to have two people who are earning high amounts of money to survive without kids. It's mad, and living wages aren't going up in parallel with inflation and all sorts. They have no- there, there's more consumption than ever before, and uh, yeah, the living wages are still lower than. I mean, not progressing at the rate that you would like. Oh, no, no, it's significantly lower. It's significantly lower, not just progressing. It's lower than... <laughs> Kisha comes in with the fuck them kids. <laughs> what the fuck? But, um, What's that in relation to? What, what's the context? Or is that just a random comment, bro? Is, it better not be about the Ukrainian kids, Kishan. Well, you know what well, I, I do want to say about the inflation <laughs> thing is, though, um, you, you have, like, inflation, like, uh, and uh, money printing and the debasement of currencies... For a long time, especially, and it has been happening for like a long time across history. Uh, our period, you know, like you said, this is a bad time for our Run generation. Away. I would say our generation generally has lived like you know, kind of a peaceful lifestyle. Like, uh, you know, especially in the West, since we're living in the West, we live like generally like peaceful. Mostly, like you know, technological prog- progress has brought a lot of deflationary pressures. Even though, like, fiat currencies are uh, shit coins that basically make things expensive over time. Uh, technological progression has let us have you know these laptops and computers and you know even though technically the unit number is like it's expensive like i don't know a laptop is like i don't know what's the newest phone cost like how much they cost like a thousand two thousand about a thousand yeah then you know after like a couple of years they they they, they're half the price for example you know but Um, with everything else like houses for example everything else like houses like houses they go they're just going up 24 7 they're not they never know they're never going down those are the real sustainable sort of like assets that you need in order to level up like we're at an age 20 to 30 years old but we're seeing that the fertility rate just getting higher and higher because the sentiment's so low and affordability to have kids and having a meaningful life for most people is having a family 
and it's just more difficult than ever before because you're having to worry about yourself, never mind someone else, a little kid. It's, yeah, exactly. It's madness. And yeah, Kishan saying, yeah, we were, <laughs> he was talking about the fact that uh, you need two high income adults with no kids. And he's saying, yeah, fuck them kids. And it's true, you're going to have to because that's why people are not having kids anymore. They can't have kids yeah. anymore because it's become too expensive and people having kids later. And it, it, it sadly become a situation where, um, like Mazu said, the, the, I think the technological advancements are helping us stay afloat at this point without the technological advancements we, we would nominally we'll be so far behind our counterparts in the eight, 1980s and 70s which they also had vastly peaceful time um and it's so sad because people can't majority of people can't live on on what on what they're earning anymore by themselves in and some of people can't eat can't raise families even on two um uh to in household incomes and people are being kids and being left forced to stay at um, home by themselves and being raised by the internet and TikTok and um, gonna get a bunch of TikTok kids coming up and it is 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 very sad because even me where I'm a I'm a what's considered a high earner in um in 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 London struggling to purchase a house anywhere where I feel like I should be able to I should be able to purchase a house within zone three zone you know zone four where I grew up is nearly impossible by yourself um Jawad did it somehow in fucking Ilford I don't know how he finessed that but yeah. that's mate that's a bunch of spreadsheets and nobody saw him for years <laughs> Just literally honestly <laughs> you know what I mean so it's it's very hard to to do but he, he was still able to do it and it, but it just shows you that it's become um the, the I could, and the thing is the richer are getting so so much richer i think this be, this has been a fundamental flaw in in um in capitalism and uh and although i i, I am for capitalism to an extent the rich have just gotten so significantly richer while the poor have just gotten poorer and yeah, because yeah. of regulations because of um uh the fact that the the companies are able to change laws to suit them using lobbying and exactly. consistently because it's, it's just, it's because it's centralized jay was going to talk about that weren't you you're going to mention the yeah. centralization and stuff like that yeah yeah like but before i even move on to I, I find it very uncomfortable when you're seeing this monopolization of companies like for google can just come in and see an up and coming company and be like okay if they've got some interest in technology has just snapped them up real quick you know yeah. and then what you're seeing is is that when they snap them up they're gonna distribute that money or whatever it is with their own ideology instead of it yeah so there's very few entities out there in the world that are able to you know uh they're the ones with all the power really instead of look at gaming a bit more diluted yeah and, look, look uh, at gaming yeah gaming yeah right now alphabet all these companies just got they've just bought they're buying everything up and you know what you know what they've been they've been doing google actually quite smart about it they've what they were doing is they wouldn't even purchase the company at first they will partner up with you send you a developer to learn all your shit and then just fuck off and make your technology and then yeah. they'll sink you in law fees you can't you can't go against um and if the if if you try to sue them they they will just they have a, an army of lawyers ready to, to take you down it was so smart and it made it even cheaper for them to, to go about this it was so bad they had to drop the um let's not be evil tagline that they used to have 
literally like it's, it's horrible and then you see now governments have now becoming even smarter they they they're now um wanting to control us each one even more an extent in that um they've saw the rise of bitcoin they saw the rise of these cryptocurrencies so whether they think to themselves right this is starting to cause us issues because this is freedoms we didn't expect for people to be having no one asked you who, who told who allowed you for this freedom who allowed you to get away from our systems they made their own and uh jay if you like to talk about the uh, centralized government and what what what's his name uh john rogan and you, he had a machine that was he used to be on uh, lbc um yeah he used to be a terrorist say it how it yeah, is bro he, he, yeah. he actually used to be <laughs> a radicalized um extremist um and um i don't know like i can't remember how but he managed to get himself out of that murky waters and um murky so waters, he, you know? yeah so he's actually seen firsthand like how um you can get your mind polluted and become like um like subscribe to these crazy ideologies so he's looking at the government right now and like hey even uh masood you know about bitcoin and these de decentralized currencies more than i do um but the government are actually trying to come up with their own counter to all this which is a centralized um sort of like currency and instead of it being centralized digital bank currencies yeah central central bank digital currencies there we go yeah, so instead of like you're getting fiat currency in the form of notes or whatever it is, it's going to be all digital. And let's just say, for example, you're working for Tesco or whatever it is, and you get your pay at the end of the month, it will be in a digital form. And But the problem is, is that you will only be able to use that money for specific things only. So if they, they want can to, actually... Yeah. yeah, so let's just say you get a thousand pounds worth of wages at the end of the month now what will happen with that money is like you get a certain allotment for food and you you within that you'll also be told where you can spend that money on food so you might only be able to spend a certain percentage of that at your kfc right on unhealthy food and then the next amount of percentage will have to be on vegan food or a healthy sort of alternative. And yeah. Imagine they force you vegan. Imagine they force you to be well. vegan. Ah, oh, terrorist. <laughs> He's terrorist. Oh. So no, 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 if they did that, yeah, I'll, I'll be back on a terrorism vibe. But I'll, 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 <laughs> Naweed, I, I, Jack, what's his name again? Fucking was bro listen me and you would have to hit that terrorism thing against this government car i'm not looking to go vegan yet <laughs> but essentially it's not even a wage at that point it's just vouchers like it is vouchers, vouchers. Yeah. it's literally that and uh, I, I thought that it was one of the best podcasts i've ever listened to i highly really oh is that what you like my okay like car car so giving a false narrative to me <laughs> I'm, re I'm ready to uh, take him down the rabbit hole i'm ready i'm ready he's, he's nah, looking right to me he's right to me it's a must listen yeah and the timing of it is perfect for what we're going through right now it's an island yeah. can i just Okay. I feel like it's a lot of things that we already know about, but you just articulate it in the most perfect way possible and yeah, yeah. summarize it within three hours. Highly recommend. 
it was fun watching. I watched a clip about specifically around the part when he was talking about the decentralization and stuff like that. And he was talking about centralization versus decentralized. And he was like, the future is going to be way more decentralized and all that stuff. And he was describing that stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, go on. I was saying um, one thing I just wanted to clarify is that <clears throat> so the reason you're able to do those kind of voucher system that you're talking about is these things called smart contracts. You can, you these digital assets can be programmable. So the government can program in things into the money. So if they want the, the entire um, UK um, to only be spending money on, let's say they, they no longer want you to be purchasing Bitcoin. Any transaction that looks like is going to be able to go towards a, a, a exchange, they can just program that out. They can program out what food you can they want you to buy. They can your employer can also depending um, if they have access to the to the um, blockchain that this private blockchain they will be on, they can program in how they want you to spend your money. And if they allow you, maybe you can program your own money and decide that you want to maybe program your money to do this or that. But it is, it's it's very scary. It's it's built in into the code. You can do things, some stuff like this, but not to this granular level. And and, and it's is is what is what I mean is controlling the controlling aspect of these of these coins. And yeah, like with the truckers, for example, the convoy, right? Yeah, with the, with the uh, Ukraine, for example, the Ukrainian government actually their twitter account posted uh, i think a bitcoin address they were like yo if you want to donate you can donate bitcoin to the uk uh, ukrainian government all cryptocurrencies 10 million they, they yeah they said they accept uh, they accept ethereum and usdt and all that stuff as well um but they posted the oh. you know an address they were like shit bro i was like raw the government's begging for bitcoin like, 10 million 10 million they've raised in in donations Wow. So, so about money, did you see that Patreon page about um, you can donate money to different tiers and you can purchase missiles for Ukraine and tanks? Yeah, I saw Apparently, I don't know, but I thought it was a joke at first, but apparently it was actually a real um, site and Patreon had to like, deny it because they can't be funding uh, wars and stuff like that. I don't know if that's true. I, I heard something like that's that. What, that's what Majid was talking about, though. He was talking about all these things and the fact that if you allow somebody or any entity, any organization to control the money, they're going to control it. And that's just how it is. So, if, you know, if you if I ask you guys, you know, do you want your money, money controlled by someone else? Or... Well, everyone feels uh, yeah, like they've I guess got now. moral responsibility, whether it's right or wrong. At the end of the day, like... People think that they're doing the right things, but then they don't see long-term ramifications for stuff as well, you know? Exactly. And, and the thing is, you're asking us the question, do we want people to control our money or not? The question is, do we? can we answer that question for ourselves? And we can't. They, they, if they will, if they want to, they will. And they've begun the process. So... I know you're thinking, oh, we can use other cryptocurrencies, the ones that are on public blockchains, to actually try to circumvent the system. But what what I want to say is, what about if they found ways to just block every single rail? We can't actually purchase these because they've programmed into the fucking Bitcoin and all the money you've had, your fiat money that you get paid into, Bitcoin decided that you're not, you can't buy Bitcoin with it anymore. You can't buy this with it anymore. And uh, they find ways to... To, to to block it imagine these guys can do that's, possible. that's crazy so which, well, the point is 
Well, I mean, you work at, you work at like, you know, companies that are close with the, the banks and financial infrastructure, you know, what they're working with, you know, that the, the technology that they they have uh, at large scale that they can deploy currently right now to maybe prevent or install something, or especially at large scale, we talk about societies that globally speaking, for example, you know, the closest thing I can remember is like the, the vaccine passport. That was pretty like a big system that they were trying to instill or the, the track and trace system in the UK, they try to do that. Like how successful are they actually implementing any strategy towards anything? Like even like, even like downloading images or sharing movies or selling drugs or any, any of these things that the government says we don't, we don't allow, they want to ban. They can't really control it much to be honest. I completely agree with you. 100%. Yes. Inept the government horrible execution majority of the time yeah on the, the chinese scale, the chinese are going to be doing it correct these men come correct every single time the chinese come correct every time and once people see well, no, how the chinese underground do it, stuff in china all the time happens no 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 china has such a stronghold on their people and Much you can see idea, yeah I, I, and when they deploy stuff their things are always working correctly and actually to an extent where they they do it properly and i think that these guys nah, are the best I, I, bro so I, they, polished. polished and you know what it is as well they're, they're the best people at controlling their their population i've never seen a population so controlled but the chinese so then now you're thinking to me once the chinese show the world this is how we did it this is how we've got because they, they, they were they, these guys were ahead of the game once they show that they've done it dubai is going to go next obviously because they got, they got money they want to dry jump on the wave yeah, Jay the was UK. About, they were saying there's like a Chinese system for settlement, international payment, some of that. The system yeah, for like, destroying yeah. that one, for example. Yeah, exactly. So they do their own thing. Once they do it, and everyone sees how they do it, everyone's going to start implementing it. Which is the scary part, is that the Chinese are leading are leading the way right now, and that if the UK was leading it, I would be scared. But <laughs> the Chinese are going to show it how it's done, and everyone's going to copy and paste it. You know you what know I mean? What's wrong with the UK? Yeah, like. At, we just think about four-year terms, right? And then yeah. rotating. So, like, so it's all self-interest. But with China, they've got a long-term interest, and they stick to that plan, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's why their strategies are way more effective. But it'll be interesting to see in the very, very long term, like 30, 40, 50 years, how the Chinese, like, sort of public, like, do they want to be more expressive and do they retaliate or like how things. If the power balance shifts a little bit and they try to become a bit more westernized in this sort of thinking, I think it's possible, but yeah, knows? we'll see. It depends on, I think, a lot of their economy, hoping if the economy starts to go to shit. Because really, the reason they've been able to do so much of the stuff they do is because of their economy. They've been backed by that money, that that power. If they start, if start, stuff starts to go down, slow protests will begin it will be much harder to keep control of the population but they've got power through control but but then the question becomes what's the point of having all that money and power if you're not there if you can't have individuality and expression you know uh, what, what are you enjoying with that power and money like it's, apart from the people at the very top but yeah. as a normal chinese citizen like you're benefiting i think they're the fastest growing mid, middle class um, society in the world you know, because they're just mm-hmm. making everything in house now. So yeah, that's why I think China made a massive mistake, though. I think that's why when they tried to like outlaw, because they have tight capital control, when they tried to outlaw like crypto in general, but mainly Bitcoin, uh, they made a massive mistake. You know, like now the rest of the countries around the world, especially like in North America, they've been like quite uh, you know 
I guess, um, I would say they've been adopting uh, Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin infrastructure for a, a lot now. Um, and yeah, but I think, think the, only, the only thing that's capable, capable of doing right now is removing state and money. And the only currency and the only project and technology that allows for that is Bitcoin in the world. So, yeah. No, but do you not think that that's going to... For them, actually, I'd say that's probably the smartest thing that they've done. Banning Bitcoin was their smartest move because... Or, or short term, maybe, no, but not long term. No, 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 no. long term. I'm saying long term no. because the reason I say long term is because what these cryptocurrencies, what they do is they forego power from the government and they give it to the masses. This is what why they're so good for the people. They, this is what they were, they're intended for. However... China doesn't fucking want that. For China's goals, they don't want to be giving up this power. For them, it was so smart to create their own version. They can leverage their own power from that, and they can ensure that the one thing that was there that that could cause any sort of issues to them is gone, banned from their ends. And then they're gonna and other countries once they start to see the ramifications of people being able to just you know hide their money in cryptocurrencies, hopefully not be able to not have to be paying taxes quickly these guys are going to start changing tune but yeah i think that's the uh end of the let's chat shit podcast jake coming through for the first podcast thank you very much uh, Jay. You know, um, it's an honor sick, sick i just want to say i hold all the views myself don't blame them if i've said anything wrong, anything wrong. <laughs> a, a raffle ticket you know they've not vetted me so <laughs> we have not vetted him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah thanks for coming this this week and uh make sure to subscribe like hit those spotify um uh follow us on spotify our twitter we need them followers bruv jump on them t- 